welcome everyone to the house of the Lord again. Welcome those that are watching by means of a live stream. We're glad you're tuning in to us. As we begin to uh, study into the Word of God, we began a new study last week uh, on spiritual, spiritual warfare, prepared for battle, and uh, talking about the necessity that we need to be prepared. Um, we, and we made this statement a little earlier. We're living in some very critical times, and uh, it seems like everything you try to do is a battle and a struggle anymore, uh, and it's it's warfare on one side and warfare on the other side, um, and the closer we get to the end, the worse it's going to be. I, I've been having a message uh, in the back of my mind that um, for a while uh, talking about, um, and I don't know when I'll get this together, but whenever the Lord directs it, faith under fire. Um, what we stand for and what we believe uh, is definitely under fire today. Um and we are closer to harsh persecution in this country than most people realize. Um, there are things happening right now that I grew up and I lived most of my life believing that would never happen in the United States. But it's happening. And... Um, we are going to be, the Christian faith is going to be persecuted more and more. And it seems like if they are uplifting uh, 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 the Islamic doctrine, the Muslims, uh, and they, they want to push down anything to do with Christ. Um, and I, I, I firmly and fully believe that um, the day will come uh, that um, we will be brought under fire uh, because of preaching certain messages. They are getting things lined up now and trying to pass laws and have passed some laws in some states about this, uh, and they're putting it under under the title of hate speech. Uh, and uh, what few ministers and pastors there are still willing to stand and preach the truth, uh, uh, they are there. They are going to be really put to the test. Uh, and so we are in a battle. We are in a spiritual warfare, and every day of our lives, we better be prepared to do battle, uh, because you don't never know what's going to come up um, uh, against you. Last uh, week, in our first lesson of this series, we talked about recognizing 
uh, Satan as our enemy, recognizing the enemy. And uh, we told you that was the first step in overcoming is to know you got an enemy. And if you are a child of God, you do got an enemy. Don't uh, uh, be deceived into thinking that you don't. You got an enemy. And uh, he works against you every way that he possibly can. He will work through uh, people. And sometimes the people he's working through, they don't even realize it. And we're going we're gonna to be talking about some things about that um, uh, 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 a little bit later in our, in our lessons, not tonight, but uh, later on. And so, uh, so we talked about recognizing that Satan's our enemy. Tonight, we're going to talk about and listen to this, understanding the enemy. I want to talk about understanding. We recognize now that we do have an enemy, and now we going uh, we need to understand uh, the enemy. This evening, we're going to move on to this. Now, the scope of this topic, understanding, is very vast, and will inevitably take us beyond this lesson into succeeding lessons. So what I'm saying is uh, what we begin to deal with tonight uh, is going to be a lot longer than just one session. We would, I, I'll tell you right up front, we're not going to finish this tonight. We're going to have to take it on to succeeding lessons. But in spiritual warfare, we must understand the enemy and who he is and how he works. If we, like our title states, are prepared for battle. Now, we all thank the Lord that we understand and know who God is. Amen? But it's just as important for you to understand who the devil is. Now, do you know that there's a lot of churches today don't even preach about the devil any longer. They uh, like some other things. They, 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 um, and I've heard, I've heard people and I had people tell me they don't believe in the devil. Where in the world is all this junk coming from? Then please tell me, if there's not evil in the world, there is definitely evil in this world. And Satan is the one behind it all. He's behind it all. So what we want to do is talk a little bit about understanding uh, the enemy and how he works. And by doing this, I believe it will better help us be prepared for battle. Now, when God cast out the devil and his demons... And by the way, there was a war in heaven uh, before this world, earth, was founded. And uh, Satan at one time uh, uh, was in heaven. There are some people who don't understand that fact. Uh, uh, but yet it's the truth anyhow. Uh, 
when God cast out the devil and his demons, they were cast into the earth's atmosphere uh, is where, uh, where they went to. Now, it is there in the atmosphere they do battle and fight against the kingdom of God. Uh, in this spiritual realm, in the atmosphere, they can hinder answers to prayer. Do you, under, do you know, uh, some people say, well, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed, but God uh, hadn't answered me. Everything we do, our prayers and our worship to God, to get God is located in what we know as the third heaven, paradise. Um, and our prayers and everything has to go through the atmosphere, uh, the, uh, the second heaven, to get to where God's at. And it is in that atmosphere that there's all kind of spiritual battles going on. We can't believe it. If we could only open up uh, our spiritual eyes and to see the warfare that's going on. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, it may not be God ignoring you, but it could be the devil hindering your prayer. Let me give you an example. Let me give you a biblical example. Anybody ever heard the name of Daniel? We all know about the Daniel fast, 21 days. Well, Daniel fasted because he was praying to God for something. And it took 21 days for the answer to come. The answer come by way of an angel of God. And how many remember what that angel told him? He, called, he come to Daniel finally, when he finally got to Daniel, he said, from the very first day that you started your prayer, you was heard. But for 21 days, a prince of Persia withstood me. And it wasn't to the other angel, Michael, came and helped defeat that he was able to get through. Hallelujah. So there's all kind of spiritual battles going on. There was a, the prophet in the Old Testament. He had a servant uh, that uh, helped him and, uh, and, and worked with him. And he got up one morning, looked outside, and the enemy uh, was, uh, was around them. And uh, had come to uh, take out the prophet of God. And the prophet's servants began, Master, Master, um, look and see that we're surrounded. And he told him, he said, there'd be more for us than there are for them. And the prophet prayed to the Lord, said, open his eyes that he may see. How many rumors of this I'm talking about? And he opened his eye, the Lord opened his spiritual eyes. And what was he able to do? He was able to see in the spirit realm, in the atmosphere. And there he saw the angels of God. 
gathered all around. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad that we ain't in this thing alone. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. I don't know how you or what you think about it, but I know. I don't guess. I know. I got somebody that's got my back. Just like what Brother Kyle was talking about a while ago. We got somebody on, on our team. Somebody is in the trenches of warfare with us. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we don't have to fight this battle alone. Man, I'm, I'm beginning to feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. So in the spiritual realm, in the atmosphere, it's where these fallen angels uh, um, operate. And in that realm, they can hinder prayer, answer to prayer, and they can shape events of whole nations. Amen. They can shape. And I'm going to tell you what. Some of that junk that's going on in Washington D.C. on the on the uh, uh, on the far left side, if you don't think that those people are not being influenced by a bad spirit, Hallelujah! Because the devil's mad at this nation. He's mad at what this country has done in the past. Oh, it rattled to go, my Lord. If I could have been uh, cl- just close enough by, I don't want to. Don't want to be there. But if I could just be close enough by to hear what happened, Amen. The day that the President of the United States um, signed a decree that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Man, that had to rattle the gates of heaven. And 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 there's there's they're doing battle. And we and we got a lot of those people that's being influenced by demonic spirits. Hallelujah. I mean, there I said it, you know. I mean it's it, it's a truth. Hallelujah. And there is a warfare that is going on. They also, these spirits, they roam the earth seeking souls to inhabit. Amen. Uh, if they, um, let me tell you something. This is one reason why a believer in Jesus Christ needs to use the help of the Holy Ghost as much as they can to lay aside every weight and hindrance and habit because a continual sin, a continual habit will attract demonic spirits. I have, I have prayed for people. I have, I have seen demonic spirits of uh, 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 tobacco cast out of people. And I know it to the fact. I, I, I've seen people come up for prayer. And when they came up for pr- prayer, you could not smell no smoke on them. They hadn't smoked in a while. But man, when the people of God begin to lay hands on them and, and pray, that stench of tobacco. I, I can see some heads shaking. You know what I'm talking about. They are demons of alcoholism. Hallelujah. 
and listen. Uh, uh, and now it, I, I've been doing some reading, and it ain't quite as bad uh, with the women. It is the man. Uh, right now the man is worth, but this, this porn industry, uh, man, it's got so many, even even preachers tied up in that. You better get shut of that because that kind of stuff attracts demonic spirits. That's that's that opens the door. Yeah, have you ever wondered why when you run across somebody that's demon possessed, why they're demon possessed? It's because they, somewhere down the line they had to play with the wrong thing just a little bit too long. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I, people uh, don't need to be having certain things in their homes. There's certain kind of music that shouldn't be played. I'm going to tell you what. If somebody was to give me a Ouija board, I'd pour gasoline on it so it match to it. Those kind of things attract these spirits. <clears throat> so, we got to, as we talked about last week, be on guard. We got to be on guard. When we think, now, now listen to this. When we think of the opposite of God, think about God, then I'm going to say, think of the opposite of God. Most people will respond by saying, well, the devil. But that's not right. And I want to explain to you why that's not right. I used to think that way myself. Well, you got God, and then the opposite of God is the devil. But that's not right. You, uh, you given the devil more authority and more credit than what he has when you say he's the opposite of God. Listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. The devil is just one fallen angel. He is not all present like God. He's not everywhere present. He's not all powerful as God. He's not all knowing as God. Let me tell you, the devil cannot read your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the devil cannot be compared to God in no way, shape, form, or fashion. Don't try to compare the devil to God. Uh, with that in mind, you must never think of Satan as the opposite of God because Satan is a created fallen being who even after being forced out of heaven still thinks he is supreme and more worthy of your worship than God. Hallelujah. So he don't match up to God in no kind of way, shape, form, or fashion. He's not the opposite of God. He's just an opponent of God. And everything that God stands for. Hallelujah. Now, I want to um, t 
talk a little bit about Satan's main objective. Satan's main objective. Uh, I, I was wondering what that noise was, what I was hearing. I was listening. Um, the main objective of Satan and his kingdom is to rob God of his glory and corrupt as many people as he can. Amen. He wants to rob God of the glory. Any time that you try to take the glory that belongs to God, you're doing the devil's work. Hallelujah. I firmly believe Brother Douglas, and we, we believe in prayer around here. We believe in knowing all. I firmly believe that we would see the nine gifts of the Spirit, which one of them is including divine healing, operated more in the body of Christ if people would quit trying to take the credit. I say this a lot, and I'm going to say it to, uh, tonight. If somebody comes up and they're sick, need healing, I anoint them with oil. I do what the Word says, and I pray for them. And they get a, so they get an instantaneous healing. Do you know... Just because I was the one that anointed them and laid hands on them, it might have not been my prayer. Who uh, I might have not prayed the prayer of faith that did the job. There could have been a little old lady sitting in the back row of the church praying who touched God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. So we would see the manifold blessings of God more if some folks quit trying to steal God's glory. I've actually heard preachers say, well, bless God, my hands was one laid on them when they, when they were healed. So what? <laughs> I mean, to me, that's just sheer stupidity. Amen. And any time we try to take the credit from God or take his glory, we're doing the devil's work. You not might, you might not be fussing and cussing and raising cane and drinking, but if you try to take God's glory, you're doing the devil's work. Hallelujah. So, uh, the devil wants to rob God of his glory, and then he wants to corrupt as many people as he possibly can. He's doing a pretty good job of corrupting folks in this world today. Amen. Doing a pretty good job. He is a liar and a thief. And he's out to destroy as many souls as possible. What are we talking about? We're talking about Satan's main objectives. Amen. He is a liar, he's a thief, and he wants to destroy as many souls as he can. Now, I know me teaching all this stuff is going to get the devil riled up. 
Hallelujah. I, for years, I, you know, it always seemed, every time I, I did any kind of teaching on demon possession, it wouldn't be long, we'd have to deal with somebody that had one. Um, but it's, it, it has to be, it has to be dealt with. And we are in a spiritual warfare, and we, every one of us, it's got to make sure we're prepared for battle. So, to accomplish, for the devil to accomplish his goal, he's got to be well organized, and he uses any lie, deception, or temptation, and these things I'm laying the foundation we're going to be talking about. I don't know if I get to it tonight or not, but the devil, he's organized. And he uses any lie, any deception, and any temptation to cause a person to not serve God. His ultimate goal is to control the mind of every person. Just like the ultimate goal of a lot of politicians is to control every aspect of your life. Amen. They get that from the father of the devil because he's, he's a control freak. And I, I hate to say it. It's bad to say. But there are some pastors out there control freaks. They feel like they got to be control. They got to be in control of everything. But how many knows the Bible says whoever the Son makes free is <laughs> free indeed. Hallelujah. So that's his ultimate goal. Now I'm gonna, I want to take you to a scripture found in John ten and ten. This right here backs up what I've told you so far. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The devil, I make you think you're, you, that you're having a good time, that you're destroying, that you're, uh, but you're destroying your life all along. Amen. And uh, he, he, he tries to, to work his m magic. I, guess, I don't know if that's uh, the best word that I could use right there. But his deception anyway. To make you think that, you know, hey, everything's good. Everything's all right. And you're in control. But I want you to know something. If you're not a child of, of God, if you're not living for God, there's only one alternative. You're a puppet of the devil. You may think you're doing what you want, but it's the devil pulls that pulls that string and raises up that hand. It's the devil pulls the other string, pulls that hand, and then just makes you walk around. If you're not saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're the devil's puppet. Amen. 
He's got you. He's got you. So, the thief does not come except for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they might have it more abundantly. Now, we're not going to get to all of these tonight, but I'm going to talk about Satan's three primary weapons. Now, what we are doing is understanding the enemy. We've talked about his main objective. Now, we're going uh, to talk about his three primary weapons. Now, he's got more weapons. He's got a toolbox full, but... I've got, that's why I've got the word primary. And the first one is deception. Deception. That is always, now I've got a, I've got a toolbox with all kind of mechanical tools and I'm not nowhere near as many as what I used to have when I worked as a mechanic for a living. But i got to, they're, they're divided, separated. I got a book of a lot of twos down in the bottom of my metal box, and I've got this, this tray sets on top, and it's in that tray that I've got the ones that I use the most. And deception is in the top tray of the devil's toolbox. That's one of the biggest things that he do to deceive somebody means to make another person believe a lie or believe something that is not true. When the enemy sends deception your way, it is an attempt to deceive you into believing something that is not true. So you will fall into error. Amen. And sister, that's what you was testifying about a while ago. Amen. We got people believing every kind of lie, every kind of deception of the devil but the truth. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to wind this down. I'm not going to get uh, into these tonight, but I want to I finish tonight's lesson by saying this. I told you a while ago, and I don't, I don't believe our... Uh, people watching online saw this part because we don't put on the first part of the service. Only the teaching uh, is uh, the part that we um, uh, that we put on. And uh, the devil, he loves to use deception and to get you to believe a lie. We told you that he is a liar and the father of lies, the Bible said. Hallelujah. Amen. He, and this doctrine of only believism is a deception. And deception don't never get any better. It always gets worse. 
And for years, a lot of those preachers and a lot of those teachers who've been out there telling folks it don't matter how you live, all you got to do is believe and you're going to be all right. They're out there now. They have had a metamorphosis. Now, I didn't learn the word metamorphosis when I went to Bible college. I learned metamorphosis years ago by watching the Incredible Hug. <laughs> Bill Bigsby turning big and green. He was some type of scientist, and I remember when he came, he said, a metamorphosis occurred every time he got angry. Well, <laughs> there's been a metamorphosis of this only believe, and they're actually teaching now that people don't even have to repent to be saved. That if you believe, you don't have, you don't have to repent. That's a lie of the devil. It's a lie come out of gates of hell, and if you follow that, you're going to be lost. If, you, if you're in a church and anything comes closer, that you better run out of that place as fast as you can because they're going to take you down, sweetheart. Hallelujah. Deception is one of the devil's primary tools. A person has got to repent of their sins. They've got to be born again. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus? Nicodemus came to the Lord asking, what did he tell him? He said, except a man be born of what? The water and the spirit. He cannot. Now, who are you going to believe? What Jesus said or, or what some upstart come out of cemetery, I mean seminary, had to say? Hallelujah. Amen. It takes more than just believing, folks. The Bible says even the devils, and we're talking about the, about the devils and evil spirits. The Bible says that the devils believe in one God and tremble. But we know the devil ain't going to be saved. And you ain't neither unless you repent of your sins and you get born again. And then after that happens, you live right afterwards. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. I wish uh, we had more time, but we will pick up this next week, Lord willing.